Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall, and I've got a scoop for you. And we all know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and I encourage you to check out this one. It's called Going In Raw. You heard it here first. Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Hey, welcome back to Going In Raw. This isn't exactly a news brief, but we're going to keep this review of Super Crown Royal Showdown. Probably less said about better. Brief today. You know what's actually really awesome, though, man? Today during our yes. live stream, we raised let's the Frendos. Tw- let's spend 20 minutes talking about how great the Frendoverse is. Look, Sorry, I, I, just, I, I do want this review to be more of an advertisement. For uh, the link is still active. Yes. It's in the description below. Yes. It's for St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital. They do amazing work. We raised over one thousand five hundred dollars, one thousand five hundred and thirty-four dollars. The friendos kicked in for this amazing. And the great thing is, because we did a direct link, one thousand five hundred forty-four. Now there you go. All that money, all that money went to the charity. Uh, and in the meantime, we did this while watching. This is the first time we've done this since the very first Saudi Arabia show. Uh, we watched Crown Royal, a.k.a. Super Showdown. And my God, uh, could the WWE be any better at burying young talent and screwing over their future, Larson? No, I don't think they could. I don't think they could do a better job. We had Brock Lesnar absolutely squash and humiliate Ricochet, who should be a building block for the future. Yeah, he didn't get any offense in. And even worse than that... The thing that they have been building up so wonderfully, to great success, so yes. perfectly over the past year or whatever it's been, uh, six even, months, I guess. Near. Yeah, not even a year. Uh, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, lost to a shitty jackhammer to Goldberg, your new universal champion. In less than five minutes. In less than five minutes, because Goldberg can't go any further than that, setting up probably... Goldberg versus Roman Battle of the Spears. That, a match that doesn't need the title. It writes itself. It the writes Battle it, of the Spears. It writes itself. I mean. Could you imagine the Fiend having Goldberg's face, his picture up on his wall? I know. And then he walks into WrestleMania. The rumored match there, of course, is the Fiend versus John Cena. The Fiend could get that win back. And Cena could be going after a 17th. That story with the title writes itself. And Fiend beats Cena. And then you set up Fiend versus Roman. And like, summer, summer, summer. It, it writes itself, but no, they're going for the short-term pop. Yeah, I wonder if they look at the numbers when Goldberg showed up on SmackDown set up this match where, for that segment, numbers pop ratings-wise, and they thought, well, Goldberg equals ratings. Numbers on SmackDown aren't great. So let's see if we can put the title on them, even for a short span of time, get the numbers up. Here's the thing. It's short-term thinking. Bray, uh, the Fiend character... Uh, and it hasn't been a, a, a wild success across the board. Creatively, but creatively speaking, yes. It hasn't necessarily, you know, like some of the, the red light stuff, people went into that. We liked Hell in a Cell, the finish of that match where Seth tried to murder him, essentially. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't universally liked. Nonetheless, he's by far the most interesting character uh, that's been on WWE television in a long time in terms of having depth, dimension, Interesting. My understanding that he was selling a good amount of merch, and that they've they'd even correct they'd course corrected the the sort of the problems that they had with him. The red lights they got rid of those. 
uh, Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend at the last pay-per-view was, great. was really, really Probably good. the best match of Bray Wyatt's career. Absolutely. And so you're building up this thing that nobody could beat. You, you feed him Goldberg. You, you beat, feed him yeah. Cena. Yeah, you have him beat everybody, and it takes... I mean, I, I, Feed him The Undertaker. Yeah. Well, it's so frustrating because the story is there to be written that you build up Bray over the course of the next year, and at the same time you have you build up Roman in the course of the next year, you put them on a collision course to Mania next yes. year. And granted, I know they probably want Roman versus Rock at Mania next year, so they can't do it because they're, they're looking to pop, pop, pop rather than actually tell interesting stories and develop new stars. Um, nonetheless, do it at SummerSlam then. Do it at, at Survivor Series. Do it at the Rumble. If Goldberg was your short-term pop, then keep bringing him back and have him against. I don't get if it's the presence of the person. Why does having the title on him it doesn't matter. make it make a goddamn difference? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because time and again they fail to invest in new talent to build the company for the future. It's like they didn't even look to tomorrow. They just look today, and when the, the next day happens, it's today again. Yeah, they never look past the the, the you know like the next day. And, and it's it really frustrating. And it ain't getting any better. No. It's not like the ratings are on an upwards trend. No. And this will happen. And, and yeah, maybe the, on SmackDown tomorrow, if Goldberg shows up with the title, uh, it'll get a modest pop. Week after, whatever pop will be there will be less. Week after, be less. Until like three weeks later, you're back to where you were. What, what are you going to do three weeks after WrestleMania? Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that leading up to WrestleMania, they'll be able to pull off all the bells and whistles. Dude, even in the, even the SmackDown tag match, you've got a nostalgia act. You know, and it's like, I like The Miz and I like The Mor and I like The Morrison and I like Morrison, but it's like, how long is that really going to last? You know yeah, what I mean? I know. Like, I that's know. not a young team built for the future. No. So I don't know, man. It, it was just, it, just creatively speaking, it's crap. I have no doubt that between now and WrestleMania, the ratings are because WrestleMania buzz, WrestleMania season is a pretty big deal. It is. And they're going to be building this stuff. But like three weeks after WrestleMania, who's going to give a shit? What are you going to be left with? I mean, people will watch Mania because it's Mania. At the same time, though, uh, if, if the reactions in our live chat are be to believe, reactions on Twitter be believed, uh, a lot of people are pretty salty about this. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, like up and down. Every single wrestling personality, every single friend of the show, uh, Sean Ross Sapp says his crap. Matthew uh, from Botchamania, that weird feeling of being both surprised and not surprised at the same time. Like, really, they did this? Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. That's what they do. They have a star who peaked in 1998 and you, you put the title on him. Now we've got Goldberg with the universal title. You got Brock with the WWE title. I see those uh, two titles combined eight times between now and WrestleMania. Mm, yeah. Um, it's Ro Ross, uh, Ross from Cultaholic. What a load of shite. I can't agree more. Well put Ross. Well put. It's, it's, it's immensely disappointing. Um, and it, it just it boggles the mind, you know, uh, how in any way this is going to benefit the future of the company because it's not. Yeah, you have you have Bray Wyatt, who could be a foundational piece, who could be this unstoppable force that uh, whenever that person beats him, that person is made. You know, yeah. Yeah. you you take your time, you build the fiend up to ba to be basically unbeatable, mm -hmm. and the person that beats him. It, that's you make that a huge deal. Yeah, and maybe they just they just thought, oh well, Goldberg beat Brock, and you know Go, uh, Brock didn't lose any of his mystique. That's completely different. Because mm -hmm. Brock, I kind of felt it did a little bit, but uh, uh, Brock, he's like a legitimate combat athlete. Yeah, his mystique is on his, is based on his legitimacy as as an athlete, not his aura 
as basically a supernatural entity, which is what the fiend's all about. You have him lose because, like, how many curb stomps did Seth give him at the at the at the last Saudi match that the fiend won? He like he, oh, he tossed him in endless. some he endless. tossed him in some road stuff, and there was an explosion and and embraced all their dude. All they're saying is Daniel Bryan ain't better than Goldberg. They're saying, they're saying uh, Seth Rollins ain't better than Goldberg. They're saying maybe, maybe Brock. Brock is the only member of the roster who can even compete with Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. Even compete. Yeah. And what does that say about your future? None of these guys are better than a guy who peaked in 1998. He's 55 years old. None of these guys gets, are better than him. He gets blown up walking down the ring. AJ Styles got laid out with one choke slam from The Undertaker. Yeah. He's like 60 years old or 55 yeah. years old. Yeah. What does that say? AJ Styles isn't even young. What does that say about your future in the WWE? What does that say? It, it tells you they're, they're not invested in it. So why should we be invested in it? Anyways, let's just go through this quick. Like, uh, We missed the pre-show, but uh, in surprising fash, fashion, uh, uh, the OC defeated uh, the Viking Raiders. Yeah. Who are the Viking Raiders uh, piss off backstage, you know? No kidding. What was that all about? That's weird. I wonder if the situation where they booked them beating a bunch of jobbers. And then somebody, Vince, was like, how come this team's not getting over? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, I, I, don't want anything, I don't want anything to do with them now. Was this, yeah, was this more uh, Was this more just for this one event? Well, we need the OC to look strong here because the Undertaker is going to beat them up. So let's have them beat the former Raw Tag Champions so that OC looked kind of strong today so that Undertaker is not beating up a couple of chumps, even though the OC had been booked as chumps since the last yeah, that, show. Yeah, that wouldn't make a lick of sense. Um, I, I'm hoping this is a situation where Viking Raiders could beat everybody but the OC because I think the three losses they have, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apart from Seth and, and, and Buddy, yeah. three of the four losses I think they've had has been at the hands of the OC. So yeah. maybe that's just a thing. Like the OC just have their number. Uh, yeah, that could be. For whatever reason. Be. We didn't watch the match. The finish, though, was uh, Handsome Mr. Moonsault. Uh, OC hit Magic Killer for the win. Main card kicked off with... Uh, the Two-Wake Mountain Gauntlet match. Yes. Uh, Start out with R-Truth versus Bob Lashley. Yeah, there was some there was some weird stuff, not in this particular section of the match, but yeah, R-Truth versus Lashley. Uh, Lashley, how did that... Uh... He dominated for the most part, and then uh, uh, he goes for oh, a yeah. spear. That's right. Truth avoids that. Rolls him up, gets the win. Then Lashley just beats the crap out of Truth after the match, uh, which, of course, leaves uh, Andrade, the returning Andrade. He comes out next. Yeah, he kind of amb- ambles out to the rig. Not a whole lot of sense of time. urgency. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, it's a long ramp. But Once he gets in the ring, he rushed at truth. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, and then there was a weird bit. So the way this finished was he went for his Judas effect. He went for his back elbow, uh, which he's done a million times. But I guess, so the if, let's say this was a work. Let's say this is planned. planned. Yeah. yeah. Was the idea that they knocked heads? It must have been because Andrade hit the mat holding his head. Yeah, and Truth was holding his head, but Truth collapses on top of Andrade and gets the three there. Yeah, it looked, but it looked like a botch. It looked like Andrade really got knocked for a loop, but then that wouldn't explain our yeah. Truth conveniently falling on him. That didn't see that seemed planned. So that was just a weird way for Andrade yeah, to come back. I know, I know. Uh, it's like a move Andrade has done hundreds, if not thousands, of times, and this is the one time where something screwy happens. Here's the th- here's the thing about these matches. So, like, when Seth did his gauntlet match, uh, like, two years ago, and it was this great performance, it felt more like a gutsy performance yeah. from a, a, you know. A top flight athlete. In this yeah. case, the first two falls for truth. This, 
my point here that I'm getting at, I'm taking the scenic route, is truth, it didn't even really make truth look good. No. Because both of these were flukes. Mm -hmm. They were just flukes because the first one, Lashley, you know, accidentally headbutted the uh, the ring post. He got rolled up. Andrade botches a Judas effect. Uh, f Truth falls on him. Rowan is, is next. Uh, he just gets mad and starts beating up Truth ringside and gets counted at, or gets DQ because he hits him with ring steps. Yeah, so that wasn't really Truth's thing. That, no. that wasn't him. And then they set up the, the next match with Truth versus AJ Styles where AJ's being super cocky. He's, he, he'll kick Truth, do, dance a little bit, hit him another shot, dance a little bit. They're setting this up where AJ gets rolled up out of nowhere. Yeah. Because he's overconfident. Yeah. Instead, he just locks in the calf crusher and Truth taps. Yeah. It's like they build this match up to, be, to, to have a certain result. And, 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 and this, you know, unpredictability is fine and all. Um, but in a situation where you build up and you think the story is going to go somewhere, at least have Truth mount to come back. He really didn't. Yeah. AJ just puts him in the calf crusher. He taps out. Mm-hmm. And then so the final bout was supposed to be AJ versus Rey Mysterio. Rey's music hit, no Rey. Again, Rey music hit, no Rey. We go backstage. The OC is beating him up in gorilla position. Uh, AJ grabs the mic and says, ah, uh, oh, look, Rey has to forfeit. I'm gauntlet match champion. Tells ref to raise his hand. Ref doesn't. AJ calls him the wor worst referee in the business. That was pretty funny. So uh, AJ goes down the timekeeper area, gets to Mike Rome's face and says, ring, ring the, bell. the bell. And Mike Rome's like, I can't do that. And AJ goes, uh, uh, I want that trophy. Um, and then Rome goes to the commiserates with the ref. And then Rome says, uh, opponent, AJ's opponent needs to answer the count of 10 or AJ will win. You'd think there'd be some rules in place for something like this. I know. But I their know. rule book is a sketch pad. Yeah. Uh, and then we go backstage. Gallows is laid out. Carl Anderson gets Carl tossed into Anderson. frame like he's getting tossed out of a saloon. Um, and uh, in walks. Yeah. The feet of the Undertaker. Uh, or Batman. Or Batman. We well, do, Batman doesn't wear a duster, does he? We do find out. Well, we find out that the feet were... Yeah, yeah. In fact, Undertaker, yeah. yeah. So Undertaker comes out. And at this point, we're like, all right, is Undertaker just going to choke slam him and walk out to set up the Mania match, or is he actually going to hit choke slam him or tombstone and actually pin him? Yeah. It was the latter. So uh, Undertaker walks out. AJ gets in his face, starts poking his chest, and Undertaker does the... Mm. I'm upset that you're poking me in the chest. Stop poking me. I don't like being touched by people. AJ tries to punch him. Taker grabs him by the throat, choke slams him, and just pins him with one choke slam. He gets to take home that trophy. Had he been medically cleared? Did he submit his paperwork to be in this match? There's just no rhyme or reason, man. He looks at the trophy, decides not to take it with him. We're it's assuming probably it's probably heavy. We're assuming somebody might have come in and grabbed it for him on his behalf. Yeah, it's, it's getting shipped back to the. It looked like a back to Austin, wherever he lives. Austin, Austin, Austin. After that, we had a new day promo. Uh, they're happy that Undertaker is back, but now's the time to show why they're the best tag team, essentially. Yeah, uh, and we had Miz and Morrison versus New Day. Probably the best match it on was the a card. It was a fun match. It was a fun match. We're, this or the other tag match that was decent. Yeah, they were both fun. I, I kind of give the edge to this one. Uh, the finish of this saw uh, there's a lot of back and forth, especially towards the finish. A lot of near falls, a lot of escaping of finishes. Uh, Kofi gets sent to the ropes. Morrison has a chair. Bang! Hits Kofi with it. Miz rolls Kofi up with a handful of tights to pick up the win. New SmackDown Tag Team Champions kind of saw this coming. Mm -hmm. uh, nonetheless, it was a fun match. 
Uh, yeah, no, it was. It was fun. And I, like I said, I like Ms. Morrison. I'm not going to complain about this. I like Ms. Morrison. And the, the way Ms. Morrison won it advances the story. Yeah, New sure. day, say, yeah. hey, you cheated to win. We want to we want another. We want to shout our belts back. Yeah. Makes no. all the sense in the They're world. They're fantastic, though. I like Ms. Morrison yeah. a lot. After that, we had Seth and Buddy interview. I think I was busy doing something else Maybe. because I didn't so hear Seth, what Seth, Seth said. Seth says, I respect, I respect you, Street Profits. Um, he says their moral compass is off. They are standing in the way of progress. Mm-hmm. And so he said, he said, it's a matter of destiny that the threat of the street profits be eradicated. Yeah. Ooh. Strong language. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, after that, Angel Garza versus Humberto Carrillo. Someone backstage really likes Angel Garza for good reason because he's outstanding. Yeah. Um, another really good match. Uh, and the, sequ- the end of this match is similar to the sequence end of the last match, and the result was the same. A bunch of roll-up attempts. Garza got the last roll-up to get yeah. the win. Yeah, yeah. No handstand slapping, though. No. Unfortunately. No. That bit was great. No, but you know what? There and yeah, I mean, things are obviously quite a bit more conservative there on Saturday. They let him do the, oh, the, pants, the yeah. pants coming off thing. Yeah. Pretty shocking. Uh, after that, we had a Bailey interview. She said, yeah, she's making history again, just like she has her entire career. And she's going to beat Naomi. And she's going to beat Naomi after that. This is the first uh, women's championship defense. That's right. Yeah. In Saudi Arabia. That's right. After that, we had Seth and Buddy. Uh, with some buddy had some new uh, he had long new jacket he had, he had yeah. new jacket he had new pants he looked good him a and disciple on the on the side yeah what would you rather have on your tights disciple or all day and then a picture of Patrick Sparks I'd rather have uh, uh, the real superstar <laughs> like Austin Theory had the week prior uh, Seth and Buddy versus the Street Profits this was a fun match mainly because Montez Ford is endlessly fun to watch man that frog splash because Seth. Seth that was close to the ropes? Mm-hmm, yeah. Seth was close to the ropes, so rather than jumping high and out, he went. He just went super high went, and see, then straight yeah, down. It was insane. Go. He was up there Dude with some is, fireworks. Is next level athlete. Hey, we have to give it up also for the sports authority or whoever was in charge of presentation here because the budget they had for pyro and lasers was off the charts. As always with these Saudi shows. It's off the charts. Was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, finish this. Uh, Buddy Murphy hit a V-trigger on Angelo Dawkins. He sends him into the ropes. He's trying to get him off the ropes and the ref. This kind of really annoys me that they're consistent. They're consistent with this, so I guess whatever. But the, in terms of it being uh, coherent with any sort of rules, so Buddy V-triggers in this case Dawkins. We've seen this several times uh, into the ropes. So he goes over there and tries to get him off the ropes, which we've seen before. And the ref pulls him back and breaks it up, mm-hmm. which allows Seth to come over, hit the stomp. Buddy covers Dawkins to get the win. Yeah. It's just kind of mm, this fast is, and loose with the rules. This is great, man. So Ryan Satin tweeted this out 10 minutes ago, and it's a quote from Roman Reigns during the WrestleMania stadium thing that they did like a month ago. Yeah. From a completely honest, so he was asked who he'd rather face, The Fiend or Goldberg. From a completely honest standpoint, I would much rather face The Fiend He's busted his ass all year long for it. No offense to Goldberg. I think he's a great performer. He's a great superstar. But I'm into the future right now. Well, I'm sorry, Roman, but your company isn't. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, continue. Anyway, so that was the finish of the match. Buddy covers. Uh, Angelo uh, gets the win. Seth and Buddy retain the tag titles. Uh, next, Dolph Ziggler versus Mansoor. Uh, this was uh, as close to a lock as you would assume on this card. Mansoor get, getting the win. Um, Bob Rude joined Dolph ringside. Uh, pretty much before the match even starts, he gets tossed from ringside because mm-hmm. he and Mansoor go go at it a little bit, talking some trash. Um, he's tossed by the ref. Uh, Mansoor wins after a really cool sliced bread DDT. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, that was cool. And then a moonsault 
and does an interview afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so funny because watching Mansoor's, you, you have to, I mean, you have to appreciate the guy, you know, it's like he does what he, he does what he's getting paid to do. He comes out for these Saudi shows and he, he these interviews or these promos that he does after his matches, they're all so melodramatic. Not even dramatic. They're melodramatic. Yeah. You know, everybody here in the crowd lifted me up and hope and all this stuff. But then if you see him on like live, like gaming live streams, he's like the biggest wisecracker, mm. you know? Mm. I don't know. It's just, it's a funny juxtaposition. Yeah, 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 yeah. How over the top dramatic he is in these things. And then to see him, you know, in his natural element, I guess, back at, at in Orlando yeah. with Dio Madden in these streams and yeah. he's just being a big goofball. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. Um, after that, we had a Ricochet Brock Lesnar video package that probably uh, lasted longer than the actual match, bell to bell. Um, it was a really well put together video package. That was kind of a, a, a through line was a Ricochet promo, how he's been continually underestimated in his career. And uh, given the results of this match, sadly for Ricochet, I don't think that's going to change much for him. Um, so the match happens, bell rings, Ricochet uh, runs towards Brock, goes for a drop kick. Uh, Brock bats him down. Hits a few suplexes, a couple shots, F5, Brock wins. That's it. Not any offense for Ricochet. Zero. And it was Zero. it didn't even have the benefit of Kofi having the fluke jumping into an F5 and losing. He tried. It was domination from And he got nothing. From the beginning. Yeah. Just absolute domination from the very beginning. A guy beginning. who's... Does Ricochet have a pin on AJ Styles? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. He's won U.S. Championship. He's pinned AJ. Yeah. A guy who took he pinned Brock Drew. to his limit. He eliminated Drew from the King of the Ring tournament. He's pinned Drew, and they don't. it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. After that, we had a very standard Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns cage match. Yeah. the uh, where lo Roman starts out by locking the padlock on the door, and then he puts his key in the pocket. So then we had 10 minutes of Baron... Of both of them, like Baron trying to get into his, his yeah. pocket and then uh, Roman continually checking his pocket to make sure Key was still in there. It was... It's like a 10-year-old wrote this they're, shit. They're trying to do... Like, okay, look, how, how would you do this? He has a key and he locks the door. And then what does he do with the key? Puts it in his pocket. No, you lock the door and you throw the key. You throw the key out of the cage! And they can get bolt cutters to open the, open the cage. It writes you itself! Be able, the idea should be Roman wants to be locked into this cage with Baron so he can... Uh, 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 Drop maximum destruction upon Baron. That mm -hmm. should be the idea. Not like, I'm going to beat him up, and then when I'm done and I win, I can go and un unlock the cage at my leisure. No. No. It should be, I want this thing like welded shut yeah. so Baron has no chance to escape the beating I'm going to give him. That yeah. should be the idea. But they really should have made this match uh, just uh, pinfall or submission, and, and you can't win by escaping the cage. So, yeah, all this, all this awkward fumbling of getting the key out of the pocket and stuff. Uh, so the, chi the chain they used to keep the door shut uh, was used. I guess that was the story beat they really wanted mm -hmm. because it was kind of used as a weapon or as a threat of a weapon by uh, Baron at one point. In the end, though, uh, Roman wraps his fist and chain. Superman punches uh, Baron to get the win. Hopefully, God willing, this is the end. Yeah. This is it. No more of this. No more Baron and Roman. Move on. Yeah, Ross from Cultaholic had everybody's panties in a bunch. Yeah. Because he tweeted out, according to the news, that was his words, according to the news. Yeah, that was pretty great. Uh, tomorrow night on SmackDown, we're going to get a rematch, Super Showdown so rematch. But here's the thing. It's totally possible. And in fact, I might say that's likely. Yeah. After that, we had Naomi versus Bailey. 
uh, in a match that was it was it was fine. <laughs> the, it was the, a good the, match. They gave it a ton of time. I thought the finish was goofy as hell. I so here's the thing: they they wear those those big baggy shirts because of Saudi Arabia, and it's goofy. My point about this finish is, and I, it was creative. It was creative. Do we need to draw attention to the fact the that they fact, have to wear these the stupid fact that baggy wearing shirts? The, the huge shirts to begin with draws the, draws attention to the fact they have to. Do the, we need a microscope on that? Do we need to no, like, draw further look, attention? This is, this is the way I looked at it, is that Bailey realized, oh, there's something different in the, this match because of where we are that I could take advantage of. I like that. I thought strategically, oh, that's interesting. It's creative. I feel myself slipping into Brian Alvarez mode right now. That's stupid. That sucks. I thought that was creative. Garbage. Why would she wear a giant T-shirt in the first place? Well, because they're Saudi Arabia. Because they have to. Yeah. And so if you're, but her shirt wasn't as baggy. Bailey's wasn't as. No, Naomi's was baggier. Yeah, that's what I mean. Naomi's was way baggier, way baggier. It was like a giant, like it was like a four X. Yeah, it was. It was pretty huge. It was huge. I don't know. It was just kind of. It was. It was goofy. I thought it was goofy. Oh, it was. It was. It was goofy and silly. But I was like, oh, okay, that's crazy. I, it was. It, it was just kind of funny and how good because she's she's sitting there struggling on the floor. She looks like RoboCop when he got all shot up. She's like sitting there struggling on the floor. And Bailey just grabs her and does her finish, which was it was a very brutal looking version of her finish, which I do appreciate yeah. that aspect of it. But I don't know. I thought it was stupid. Uh, and then, speaking of stupid, our main event. All right, so I can go through for this pretty much beat by beat and just get out of the way. So uh, Bray's entrance was fantastic. Oh, beautiful. So many lasers. Rockstar, beautiful. It was great. Uh, Goldberg seemed uh, pretty uh, dialed back, but we'd find out why later. Um, apparently, his sparklers shot up, but the timing was off, and he missed it, and that's what people were telling us. So uh, they're both in the ring, stare down. Uh, Goldberg hits an immediate spear. Bray kicks out like a half. Mm-hmm. And they, they get a close-up on Bill, and he's all like, WTF. He kicked that out of the spear. He shouldn't do that. Nope. Even though the spear's not his finisher. Why do you think anybody would not kick out of it? And so while Bill's all WTF, Fiend locks in the mandible claw. Uh, Bill gets up, drives him to the corner, hits another spear, then another, another, then another. Bray kicks out of all that. And while uh, Goldberg is again, what the heck, uh, Bray, uh, the Bray, Fiend, Pops up Undertaker style, um, puts the claw on Goldberg again. Goldberg breaks out of that with a headbutt, a couple knees, yeah. gets him up barely for a jackhammer. Oh, barely, and pins him. And they're and they're standing there in jackhammer position to get him up. And you, you could tell Goldberg's like, okay, this is everything I have left. I like I do one of these. And he gets him up barely. And Bray's a big dude, obviously. He, is, he, is. he gets his. He's fighting Ricochet. He gets him up there. And like, just there's no stalling. It's just he get, sort of turns him over. So it's the weakest looking jackhammer you've ever seen in your life. And we're all, oh, Bray's going to kick out because he kicked out of 15 curb stomps. Right. No, he doesn't no, kick out. Doesn't kick out. Now, what they do give him, and I, I honestly, man, I hope this leads to, you know, a, something really meaty between Bray and Roman down the line, post mania, I guess, is, I mean, I, look, if they, if they book this so that the fiend, it, this is me being wildly optimistic. If they book this to give the fiend an even more menacing disposition where he's just destroying things to get back to having that universal title, then that's a story that I would be interested in seeing. Um, it, is Bray Wyatt now in danger of becoming Bray Wyatt from before the fiend? Yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely, where he takes big losses to people that WWE from 20 years ago deem more valuable than him because they can pop, you know, two weeks worth of ratings. Yes, that's totally possible. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Um, I mean, The Fiend should take that title right off Roman when he gets it, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And then have Roman chase him for it. Um, it it's it, they they, they gave him this. So so Goldberg he gets the the blue title. They have it ringside. And which yeah, explain that one. Hey, Fabe, explain that shit. Can't. Uh, so he gets up on the corner and he's holding the title and we're all everybody's all tweeting and shit. And then the uh, fiend just pops up. He's standing up. Fiend there. pops up and he's pissed off. And he's like barking at, at Goldberg, who's barely even acknowledging he's him. not at all. I think he barely turned around. Lights go down. Lights come up. Fiend teleports out. Yeah. And that's the show. And then we get then then Bill gets all his pyrotechnics. There's yeah. fireworks all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, disheartening hint. End of the show. But again, shout out to all the friendos. Uh, uh, open up their wallets to help a really good cause. We're up to one thousand five hundred sixty-four dollars now, and we're gonna keep that link active. I don't know how. I don't know the. I think it's uh, for today. Per, per, I think. Okay. I think it's all day. Oh, okay, cool. Right on. So yeah, if you're watching this man, you know, even if it's a dollar, even if it's five dollars, it's a great cause. Uh, click on that link, and uh, and you'll be helping out some kids who really, really need it. Yep. So thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hey, follow us. On at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson. We're going to start doing our live recaps of Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and NXT. They're on the Twitch. We're going to start doing that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to start a little bit of it this week. Uh, so thanks for tuning in, everybody. Till next time, uh, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.